everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 340 being recorded on March 11th, 2015. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Mamatano. Uh, if you would like to join us live, we record the show every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. We have for many years recorded at 10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, and you can find us at pcpro.com slash live. And if you ever forget about that uh, and you want to you make sure you get a little reminder every once in a while, if you go to pcpro.com slash subscribe, we get you to this email list. We'll always ask us for your name and that email address. And we sign you up for a mailing list. That literally all we use it for is letting you know when we're about to do live fun things. Sometimes it's our podcast. Most of the time it's our podcast. We do other live streams and we do big product launches. We have guests in, in the studio doing Q&A or giving away stuff. No spam. Um, no spam. I won't let Josh – I don't give Josh access, no access to it. Yeah. So it, it'll, it'll help us out uh, quite a bit much in regard. Much access. Yeah, he doesn't have much access. And as it turns out, if you were here for the live uh, pre-show part, you'll, you'll recognize that there's some other guy on the show as well. Uh, this is Paul from Paul's Hardware, cleverly named. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I – it took me a while. Like I kind of, I did some testing before I went with that name. But yeah, yeah. you did focus it. testing, right? You wanted, you wanted a little yeah. feedback. Focus groups. What do you think this site is about, and who do you think it's run by? Just spitballing here. I, right. I want to be straightforward yeah. and yet slightly <laughs> mysterious. So I think I succeeded. So for people that are maybe new to you, uh, tell me what you do now, what you used to do, where you came from, that kind of crap. In a semi succinct sure. fashion, I guess. Uh, sure. I, I started out uh, doing like YouTube and more widely based, I guess, internet things about technology uh, when I worked for Newegg, which I did for a few years. So I did the Newegg uh, TV YouTube channel. Right. Uh, more recently, I have branched out on my own. So I'm still uh, doing a little bit of work with Newegg, but uh, for the most part, I have my own YouTube channel that I run now. It's also called Paul's Hardware. Surprise enough. And uh, yeah, I make videos about technology, hardware, PCs, building stuff, as you might see by the, all the hardware right here behind me. Uh, and, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been quite it, enjoyable. Congratulations and good luck for branching out on your own. Thank you. Uh, it's it's definitely a scary thing to do. So uh, you know we're glad to have you on. We're we, you know anybody who's watching this show or listening to it, you can go to paulshardware.net. Is it just youtube.com slash paulshardware? Yes, that is correct. That'll work, and you can get to all his stuff there. Uh, and uh, yeah, so welcome to the show. We're just gonna have Paul on as a guest, and he's gonna randomly talk about crap with Along us as well. Us. Actually, and before we move on to kind of like the reviews and news from the week, I do want to point out here. We got uh, so we talked about the Intel Nook and how you could make a, you could replace the lid on it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. but nobody's ever going to do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, who has three D printers sitting around? Well, a reader of ours, Matt Carney, who you can actually find at m a t t dash c a r n e y dot com. He's actually still in school, but he printed us. It's maybe hard to show on the video, but he printed us a lid for our Nook. It's 3D. It's raised logo. letters and everything. Yeah, so you can kind of see there with our with the PC Perspective logo on it, and uh, then he painted it for us. So now I don't want to say we have the world's first custom Nook lid. In no, I got one of the first environment, but it's got to be one of the early ones, uh, and it's really cool. It, yeah. I think it turned out pretty well, actually. Yeah. And uh, now pretty I have snazzy. to put the device into production so we can continue to use and display. Yes. This lid. It will, but it's it's an interesting idea, right? So it's like you could. If you're only for personalization purposes, I mean, it'll come become the new file server. You can do that. 
It could it, it could become the new. It file could server. become the new. You file never server. know. Yeah. You never know. You're constantly so. Thank you, Matt, for that. We really appreciate it. So I, I, I do have yeah. a question for Jeremy first. Uh, oh. So Uh-oh. Jeremy, when we get to episode three hundred and sixty-five, what number are you actually going to number it? Wait, what? Are, are you suggesting oh. episodes? No, Office three sixty-five. Oh well. It's I a mean, brand new Brian will say, hey, episode 365, and you'll scream, no, it's 355. Yeah. Actually, you know, it'll just decline slowly over the course of the show. I'll just keep referring back to it because, <laughs> yeah, we just had a straight <laughs> week of issues with it. So it's good, Josh, that you've prepared everybody for this joke that will occur, occur literally in like almost six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This joke that you know, will occur. You've got to talk about it when you can. Otherwise, I'll just forget it. It's the longest I, wait for a punchline I, I may ever. Actually, I may actually be a dad by the time that you this might. occurs. That's true. Right? It's possible. It could be on the 365th episode where I say, sorry, well, that hun, seems unlikely. Sorry about being at the hospital. The 50-something episode. Yeah, okay. So we'll revert back. Ryan will be won't, gone. Won't lose any of it. it'll, be, it'll be downtime. Yeah. And then it'll revert back a day, you know. One so let's number. talk about a couple of reviews and what up. We're not going to touch on everything. We're going to run through some other things. And then there's some other stuff that happened we didn't actually have stories on yet that I want to make sure we talk about, including uh, the Titan X with there may or may not be a box sitting in front of us. It's kind of – it looks a little bit dark. I don't – I think maybe – Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, we, we can there see it. Right there. Stop. Right there. Yeah, that's, that's there good. may or may not be one in there. Actually, if you follow me on Twitter – or you're, if you go to facebook.com slash pcper, you'll see uh, some, <laughs> some pictures I took of the Titan X. Everybody on Twitter is posting pictures about their Titan Xs they were getting. So I like put yeah, one. And in five minutes, Jeremy's going to say, hey, is that a Titan IX in front of you? Yeah. I don't. Here, we'll and then a couple of minutes more, it's going to be an IIX. X. Lowering the numbers. Again. I'm okay. just realizing it, but that box is reminding me of the old OS X boxes. We'll just leave that light. Yeah, it does kind of resemble that, especially with that, with Alan, that turn the light, light, off. light right there. That's awesome. No, it looks with the light stupid. right there, it looks, it looks a lot like the uh, yeah. OS X thing. I'm or just as wondering I like if to that one box is worth OSX. as much as Paul's entire stack of boxes is. Yeah, you know, I, when you look at the background of his video, I do feel a little... Like, maybe we did something wrong. Like, we've got this, like, fancy, I don't know, design with a TV. Yeah. Think where... of how many stacks of video card boxes you've thrown in dumpsters over the oh, years. Oh, man, it's a lot. We've got yeah. videos of it. Yeah, we, we have do. videos of me carrying stacks of video card boxes, presumably all empty ones. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but just giant to the, to the dumpster. I don't, yeah. I do go through periodically, and I kind of clear out the boxes. I, yeah. I get rid of the old ones. But um, I, actually, I might be ditching the random pile soon and actually installing shelves. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've grown attached to the pile of boxes, though. Uh, no, I, I understand that completely, right? So we have this very clean set design here. I'm very proud of it. We think it turned out great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we are actually in the middle of developing the second side set over here, which will kind of purposely be more cluttered. Right, this is where we put our uh, Star Wars relong records, for example, or our yeah. Mickey Mouse R two D two ears. Mm-hmm. Right, those types of, or my Magic Wand collection, yeah. <laughs> Josh's Magic or, or the wooden collection. router assembly. Oh man, yeah, it will only be better from here, guys. Uh, so let's talk about real quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I did post a review of the Samsung Galaxy Note four, which is uh, a smartphone. Uh huh. Not a dumb phone. It's right. a large smartphone. That's true. 
uh, it is essentially the same size as an iPhone 6 Plus. Uh, it is kind of the, 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 Note, the Samsung Note series is kind of the progenitor, if you will, of the phablet craze. Yep. But I hate that word. I hate it. I hate that word with a passion. I don't know if you call You're it a phone. You're supposed to. I guess. Do you call it a phone or a tablet? It's, it's, it's a just phone a phone, me. right? It's a phone At what me. point does it cross over to a tablet? When it doesn't have like cellular yeah. uh, like phone capability? Right. Yeah. Correct. No? What's the answer? Because they ship tablets with cellular connectivity. Yeah, but But cellular connectivity, but not like a phone. Does it have an earpiece and a microphone that you hold up to your face? (laughs) Fair enough. Right? So if you hold an iPad, an iPad mini is probably not that far. That's true. There was there was that weird weird Dell Streak five. Uh, Yes. When five inches was unheard of for a phone. And I don't think it had, like... Call capability in it mm. because it was so big, but it was wasn't that one where you had to use like a headset, yeah, right? I think so. Like you had to use a like a headset or a so, yeah. headset. Or well, something. the headset's the only thing that's going to make you look more idiotic than the guy using an N-Gage, holding a phablet yeah, up to the side of your head. Taco talk. So uh, the, the Note Four is kind of the latest iteration. Came out last September, I believe. Uh, what's interesting about it is that from a hardware perspective there are multiple iterations of this there's one the one we got was actually an unlocked international version that bh photo sent to us for review it was it has the samsung exynos 5433 soc which is a quad core a57 plus quad core a53 uh big little combination the one that they actually sell in the u.s in uh, uh in north america and canada i guess i should say as well is the it has a samsung snapdragon I'm sorry, it has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 805 SoC in it. A totally different processor configuration. It's got a quad-core crate processor, mm-hmm. and it uses uh, Adreno 330, no, 420 graphics, and this uses Mali 760, right? Like, it's it's completely different from that standpoint. Um, but it's still got a 2560 by 1440 Super AMOLED 5.7-inch screen, which is really, 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 really awesome. Uh, it is. It has this fancy S Pen or a stylus, but if you're Samsung, you call it an S Pen because... It's a spin, yeah. Um, the screen is awesome. Like, again, the the twenty five by fourteen resolution screens are amazing. It has this capability to kind of like shrink down if your thumb, well, nobody's thumb is big enough to get all the way across this display. Yeah. So, uh, I actually came away really, really liking it. I had never used a phone this big, right? I yep. had never like this is uh, what is this five point. Two inches, maybe, so, yeah. or, or five even. This is the Droid Turbo, mm-hmm. and even it, like you can't get to the top corner of it. Yeah, it's not really a one-handed device. I'm sorry to say, Josh. Well, you're talking big and putting things up to your face, and a one-handed device. I just, I'm confused. You're not really. Come confused. on, boys. Size okay. doesn't matter. You're not really <laughs> confused. Uh, but I found it incredibly useful in carrying it around, like in terms of like just reading or browsing the web. Um, Ken thinks it's crazy, but I like the capability to um, do split-screen mode, which is a Samsung TouchWiz feature. It's not really an Android feature. But like you can have a YouTube video playing on one half of the screen while you read your email and reply to email and stuff on the other half of the screen. Is that something that you're going to do very often? Probably not. Uh, it's going to use a lot of battery, obviously, when you do that type of thing. But if you say you have a 45-minute commute on a bus or something like that to work or on a train, you could do that watch a video or, or watch a YouTube clip on one side while you yeah. read your email or check Twitter on the other side or whatever. It's just it's kind of this kind of basic multitasking yep. that is more useful the bigger the screen gets. It seemed more it, that in particular on that phone seemed to not that phone but the Note 4 yep. seemed to be make make more sense if 
the phone was in portrait and the yeah. video was landscape. That way you can kind of like, it's not taking up so much. Yeah, and you can adjust. Screen. It doesn't have to be a 50-50 split. You can no, adjust yeah, you it. Can you have can drag just, it. Yeah, it. Was, so it imagine, the video, cool. imagine a video in landscape on whatever your phone is, just when it's in portrait mode, yep. right? Landscape video doesn't take up that much of the screen space. So you yeah. just kind of push it up out of the way, and then you can scroll through stuff. I, mean, or I think can, I got a screenshot here. Here's a screenshot of it, Ken, that I, that I took. So you can hear, like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm tracking the status of an obviously very important uh, uh thing coming from BH Photo in my uh-huh. email here, then I'm browsing an equally important Gigabyte Bricks S review on PCPro.com. Like yeah. clearly these are these are important things. Um, the camera on it is also really good. It's I would it was the closest I have seen to a camera that will match the image quality of an iPhone. Yeah. Right. It doesn't it's does not not quite there. Uh, Isn't but, it the same actual oh wait, no the megapixel Numbers yeah, yeah, because like the iPhone six is only what eight megapixel. I think so. And this is sixteen. Or the Note four is yeah. sixteen, but it's not always about count; it's about quality, right? And so if you go to the if you go to the website, you can actually see some side by sides. We got the Note four on the left here, and the iPhone six on the right, and you can kind of swing back and forth. It'll be hard to tell on the YouTube video, but these are actually relatively close. There's a little bit of uh, uh, kind of exposure difference, I guess, but in terms of image quality, it's not too bad. But like, if you look at the Note 4 versus the Droid Turbo, what's interesting about this is the Droid Turbo has a 21 megapixel uh, <laughs> 21 megapixel sensor on it. But clearly, like, uh, if you look at the, oops, if you look at the, the black of this table, yeah. it's it's way more pixelated and, and kind of... It's just noise. Yeah, it's noisy there. So, the camera is nice. Uh, there's examples of that in there. Uh, GPU performance, CPU performance, they're okay. It's not, it doesn't blow everything out of water. CPU performance is very good. GPU performance is lower than expected mm-hmm. uh, compared to what the Snapdragon 805 provides, and we were able to have that um, from uh, our Nexus 6, and this actually uses a, a Snapdragon 05. And then maybe the most interesting feature, it's not really a feature of the phone, but the capability is to use this. This is a Samsung uh, Gear VR, which you snap the Note 4 into, and then you get a wireless uh, 3D VR configuration there. And it's built by Oculus, designed by Oculus, built by Samsung, I guess. Uh, And you know what? It worked surprisingly well. Mm -hmm. I think the graphics were probably a little bit underperforming for what it was. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, I think... I think the Snapdragon 805 would do better oh, okay. in that regard than the Exynos 5430. But it, it works surprisingly well. Uh, there was a game, what the hell is it called? I don't know. There's some horror game where you're kind of walking through the halls. Um, and it's very spooky. You put on headphones. It's it's very easy to see how you would get caught up in it and literally get very, very frightened playing this game, which is kind of the point. And it has like some mechanics where if you look down, you know, uh, it brings up like your map. Your mini map, so yeah. it kind of knows when you look down. It kind of brings up, and as you look up, it kind of fades away, uh, which is also interesting because in one in one instance, when you look down, look at the map, it kind of like you can't see anything else, and when you look up, there was like something new there, <laughs> right? Like they very clearly did that, and and I would say I would say you even look pretty cool wearing this. Wouldn't you guys agree? Well, actually, it just looks like you're a nerd. Like without yeah. the phone in front of it, yeah, especially yeah. without the phone on there. It's yeah. like it's like man, your eyesight sucks. Because Ryan just looking at me, you can't see it on the camera, but Ryan looking at me blinked once while he was looking <laughs> at me, and it was just like this huge whoosh of like so his eyes get so that's, big. That's a $199 add-on that's, to it, which I wouldn't buy a Note 4 for that, but if you have a Note 4, it's kind of interesting to to just look at. So, uh, Paul, do you have any experience with a, like a Note 4 or a phone like that, that size? Have you used any of those? 
I have a, I have a Nexus Six, so yeah. So I'm, yeah, large. <laughs> I have a large phone. This is the largest phone I've ever used. Um, I have larger hands, so I've I, I, like it's okay for me. Um, I've actually been pretty happy with this phone. I've I've heard different like a lot of mixed reviews on it. Some people have really liked it. Some people have really hated it. Right. Um, but yeah, I I think especially if, if you do a lot of video watching, video playback, I've actually been like streaming Twitch and and other stuff like that on here from time to time. Okay. And um, the the multimedia experience on a larger size uh, screen, I think, is really pretty cool but i think it's definitely a limiting factor if you have smaller hands i i don't i mean i don't consider myself to have small hands but even yeah, but then don't the, small hands make your phone look bigger yeah that's, for, that's, that's what they tell things. me that's yeah. what they tell me that is a theory uh but the I, I guess the i don't consider myself to have small hands but i still thought the note 4 was not really a one-handed use device right even kind of when you did that thing where you could kind of swipe to the side. What is it on the iPhone? It's like double tap the home yeah, button. Double tap. And it kind of shrinks things down. It has it, that same it option. It scoots it down, um, yeah. So it, water mode? Yeah. I, I think it's something you should probably try for a little bit. Before, I mean, and it, what, if, what if carriers here have like a 14-day return policy for phones? Is that what it is? Like I think you so. could probably figure out if, if that's something you want to do uh, in the span of 14 days. But uh, if you're interested in our thoughts, my thoughts, go to the review. It's on PCPro.com. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts are. I do have one question. Yeah, f- feel feel free. When when do you think they're going to put a mechanical keyboard on it? <laughs> <laughs> I I am looking forward to that. Yeah, it's like BlackBerry Plus at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want Cherry MX what in that? Uh, probably Brown. Browns. Okay. Yeah. When I'm at a bus, yeah. I want people hear me clicking. <laughs> <laughs> just what turn are you on. Doing? Just turn up the the sound effect. They, they, that's what they should do. They should have a plug-in keyboard, like a plug-in. An app that you install that's a special keyboard that makes the cherry sound. The IBM keyboard sound. But it makes, like, it just <laughs> jacks up the volume uh, on your speaker. Now, wasn't it some insane movie star that wrote the app for that to make it sound like a, uh, an old cell? Tom Hanks, the, yeah, Tom, yeah, the, the right. Hanks writer. It makes you sound yeah, yeah. like a typewriter. Yeah. It's like, and not only just the sound, but the look of it, too. Like, you it's actually see the arms coming up. <laughs> it's a popular app, too. That's what's funny. Well, it's cause, that's because Tom Hanks wrote it. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, another review we wrote up, or Mori wrote up, rather, I should say, is the Asus X99A motherboard, which is actually their entry-level board into the X99 platform, which actually is not that entry-level, right? Like, you still got tons of PCI Express connectivity, lots of SATA, uh, SATA Express, I believe. Uh, you got the giant-ass processor socket, of course, eight DIMM slots. Um, six USB 3.0 Intel Gigabit LAN. Uh, you know, you've got everything. Like, Asus doesn't want to hear this, but this has pretty much got everything you need. Yep. Right? Except like, Server 2012 R2 drivers. Oh, what? did they do that? Oh. What's that mean? Why the NIC. I- Same problem I ran into <clears throat> the other day. The NIC drivers, you can't. can't yeah, run. well, there's a way to force it. So you can't install yes. the entry level X99 board. They, they, Server 2012 drivers? The Intel, Intel specifically omits... <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. They omit that particular NIC uh, to have a Server R2 like driver capability. Like They omit it from their driver package. It's they not have to that go they in omit and it. They it. say it doesn't work, so they, like, they didn't qualify it's the it. Same, so they, it's the same hardware. Same chip. It's the same chip. Why a server-class motherboard for $255? They literally put an L at the end of the number... It's the same physical chip. It's just yep. ridiculous. Anyway, 
more I really like this board, and it kind of surprised him because, again, you get the moniker of being an entry-level product, and yeah. eh, sometimes you don't know exactly what you're going to get. But but with all of this, Asus, and we, we saw this when Asus launched their Z87 line, when they launched their Z97 line. Like, they kind of made every board from entry-level to, to the flagship, like, really nice, like, really impressive. Mm-hmm. And the only things that change as you go up are these kind of very specific things that you either will want or will not want. And they're like, this is a Thunderbolt ready. It doesn't have Thunderbolt on board, but you can buy that Thunderbolt EX2 card and add it in. Um, it's or if you got- buy the deluxe version, the card comes with it. Yeah, right. So, like, you get those upgrade options. There's still... Like the overclocking capability of this board is basically going to be identical to the what, what's it, what is it the, what the Rampage is that what that is the X99 family is that what it is the Rampage board from the X99 line you know you get you only get six SATA plus one E SATA probably for most people that's plenty but you get MD.2 as well what did I say I said E SATA uh, I meant what did I mean SATA Express there you go sex. You confused me when you said that. Sad Express. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Paul, for not trying to screw with my head. The only no person left. Uh, He's new here. <laughs> so, I, actually, there's two more SATA ports up there. I guess those those might be an external controller. Uh, but a lot of cool stuff here. Maury seemed to like it. I'm going to jump to here where he talks about the the, 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 the conclusionaries. Yeah, I mean, overclocking performance was good. He got 4.498 gigahertz. Again, essentially identical to what we saw on the other Asus boards. Pricing, 250 bucks. Now, that doesn't seem like the price of an entry-level board. But for X99 platform, it's kind yeah. of... It's what does the of, X99 Deluxe go for? It's not much more than that, is it? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh. only you had up. the internet. I don't remember offhand. You had if I had to keep track like of that. every motherboard current pricing, favorites, <laughs> I would, new, the uh, the X ninety nine deluxe computer, is three seventy three on Newegg right now, yep. and the the X ninety nine A is two thirty five. So pretty big. That's price. A, that's one hundred and forty dollars difference. Yeah, that's a significant significant change there. So. Uh, have you played much with the X99 platform? Have you used this board specifically, Paul? Or any any thoughts on kind of like the entry level class of X99 product? I have not used this board directly. I do have the X99 Deluxe, mm-hmm. um, which I've been playing around with, and I haven't had any issues with. I've heard a few people say that the X99 Deluxe has had some some wonky problems, but I can't I can't I don't have any anecdotes to share. But uh, I will say, as far as the Dash A goes, like you're saying, you know, you're getting ninety. I feel like of the functionality that most people will need mm-hmm. and the other thing I noticed uh, just recently actually was I took a glance at DDR4 prices and um, I was just of the mindset for a while like oh DDR4 you know you're going to have to pay 250 300 bucks to get on to X99 if you want a quad channel kit um, but it's down to like 150 you can get a, a 4x4 kit now of like DDR4 2400-ish memory so I always like to advocate um, jumping on to the, the enthusiast platform because I feel like it's got the longest lifespan, and especially since X99 is still so relatively new. Um, it's become a little bit easier to recommend to people um, now that you can get bored and like a 5820K uh, and a, and the memory all for, for not like $1,000, but a little bit less That's true. Than that. yeah. Just for God's sakes, don't buy a 28-lane CPU. You don't like you don't like the twenty eight. Why not? Why would why would you not buy that? It's very cost effective if you're not doing SLI. Yeah. Well, if you're doing two way SLI. I suppose, but I, I I'm just w- expecting to see a lot more use for the PCIe bus 
than just multiple video I mean, if cards you're coming do two, up. Two video cards and a PCI SSD. You still have enough lanes. Yeah, there's, eight, there's still eight, enough lanes. Eight, <sighs> yeah, but DX12, man. DX12 is going to saturate that bus. No. Okay. Nah. No, actually, the, the, there are people who say that there are applications which are saturation, saturating PCIe by a 3.0. Don't saturate my bus, yo. Okay. I won't. Thank you. Uh, so check out Maury's review. It is also up at PCPro.com, which is uh, you know, a place you should go often and look at stories. So uh, I was gone last week. I was at GDC. You guys uh, were Got snowed in. by GC, GDC stories and snowed in. Yeah, so you guys covered most of what I saw. Use crappy hangouts. Yeah, I mean, it's, it worked fine. It, Until Josh. It, it helped it. us get it. Well, sure. It helped us yeah. get a podcast out. There's no other way to do it, so I will I will say that's a positive. Um, there were a couple of other things that happened after the show that I wanted to to bring up. First, we I got to meet with Intel finally at GDC, and they demoed the socketed LGA eleven fifty Broadwell CPU with Iris Pro graphics. So this is going to be one of only a couple, I think, Broadwell based parts that will go into sockets, right? Uh, in this case, we're looking at a 65-watt TDP part that has Iris Pro. Um, it'll be the first desktop processor to have Iris Pro graphics, which is, remember, the, uh, the the integrated graphics that has a, I don't know how much, was it 40 megs? Something like that. On Iris Pro? Yeah, uh, of embedded memory. Yeah, I don't know if it's 40. On the, on the chip, yeah. to, you know. Specifically help, for that graphics yeah, to processor. Help make it so it's not using all the system. Memory. Yeah, well, it improves performance pretty dramatically, right? So yeah. what's interesting is that they're only going up to 65-watt TDPs because they know that there's no real performance benefit for Broadwell against Haswell. Mm-hmm. On the CPU side, a couple of percent at most. Yeah, Broadwell, again, being kind of targeted towards low-power stuff. Maybe it doesn't even scale as high as Haswell could. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just kind of... Um, positing at this point. Uh, and so they're going to go with some 65-watt parts with Iris Pro to kind of see the market and see how it reacts to that. Does anybody here have any particular interest in a 65-watt part so it's not going to be as fast in terms of raw CPU compute as a Haswell 4770K probably? Where would that... That's 88, isn't it? I mean, what is the performance of that? 87, yeah. Like yeah. in... You know, discrete GPU terms. So, say again. What's what's, what's the, the performance of that graphics? And I don't know yet. We don't know what the graphics configuration okay. is. Only that it's Iris Pro, which means it will have embedded memory. Now it will be faster, and I I would say it's probably going to put you in the realm of a R seven two forty, maybe. Okay. Just kind of guessing, right? Like something below a seven fifty GTX seven fifty from Nvidia. Okay. Like it'll be it'll be under that. Um, That's nothing to sneeze at for no. a lot of people. I mean, here, here's the issue: it is if you're going to build a desktop, mm-hmm. right? So this, like, if you're going to build, if you're going to put a discrete graphics card in it, you don't buy this chip, right? Right? There's, there's no point, really. Yeah. Uh, unless there turns out to be some kind of uh, compute capability that you can do with uh, the GPU embedded with that much memory that will be significantly faster. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any specific examples of that yet. So there's either that, if you're using discrete GPU or not, and if you're using an integrated GPU, then that's kind of where your options are, right? And 65-watt TDP is kind of high for like a mini-ITX system if you're trying to make something thin. Right. Um, it's, it's, it'll be an interesting kind of use case, right? 
you know, something Sebastian would be curious about, you know, for what was that perfect home theater case? Like, do they make a, yeah. th- are they going to make a thin mini ITX version for it? Uh, are, are, how are you going to get away with, you know, building systems that systems that way? Because you want to, it is, again, it is a really niche thing because like yeah. if you're, if you're going, Chances are, if you're looking for the really small build or a low-power build that's just a home theater PC, you're not even really gaming on it anyway. Well, so you don't really need the Iris Pro to that level. I mean, the home theater PC that our people are, that our readers and viewers are interested in are, is going to do some type of PC gaming, probably, even if it's minor. It'd have to be really minor. Right. So, But, I mean, you, you'll be able to play, you know, like some... <laughs> play Dota. Dota and League of Legends <laughs> and Counter-Strike and all those types of games on Iris Pro Graphics. Fairly o- only handy. the most popular games in the world. Only the most popular that's, games that's in the true. world, right? That's true. So World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. You'll be able to play those on this. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. There's not much... There's no other information other than that. Other than they said it was going to uh, be a 65-watt unlocked desktop processor. So, I don't know. Anybody have interest in adding one of these to a system? It's hard to know. You don't know the performance levels yet or what it's going to cost. So maybe don't answer that question, I guess. It seems like kind of a weird proposition to me because you have, you have like a desktop socketed processor, but most of the selling points on it seem really geared towards like mobile, which I mean, it's kind of what Broadwell was, was designed for in the first place. So it makes sense. But yeah, I, at one point, like last year when Z97 first came out and they're like, oh, it's going to be compatible, compatible with Broadwell when it comes out. I was a little excited, but I've gotten less and less so as I've heard more details about it. I mean, which isn't a huge deal because Haswell, I mean, is, is still doing well, and Skylake is supposed to be like pretty soon, I think, uh, after yeah. Broadwell. So, That's a rumor. Yeah, I think I think for integrated graphics, I still would recommend like an amd apu if you really were planning to game with integrated graphics right and that's kind of that's what that that will be the the interesting comparison is taking something like the 7850k which is still amd's top end um uh you know apu right and then compare it to what you get with this what's the price difference what's the power consumption difference uh because that's kind of been amd's kind of lone processor Flag where they can, you know, victory flag that can hold up in the air. Uh, and we'll be curious how strongly, you know, Intel goes after it. It's going to have to be pretty cheap. Yeah, it is. Uh, in related news, Asus did announce UEFI updates for a huge amount of their uh, 9 series motherboards yep. that will support these socketed 5th gen Intel Broadwell processors. Um, so we know that they're coming relatively soon. For example, the Z97 Deluxe. BIOS 2205 will support these new processors. So uh, it's cool that existing motherboards will be able to use these, right? They're not releasing a new chipset along with it. You know, yeah. this is not that big of a launch. Uh, so, you know, if you've got a Z97 board or you if, if you find a good deal on a Z97 board that you want to put into like a mini ITX system or a micro ATX build, you know, with this, keep an eye out for those types of uh deals and specials might be happening. So hopefully we'll see updates from Gigabyte and MSI and others in the coming days or weeks about their updates as well. And then the last bit of information, I think, from Intel at GDC that I thought was more interesting than maybe most people initially did is that they announced a partnership with Raptor, uh, the same company that um, uses or or works with AMD to release their kind of, uh, what is it called, the Gaming Evolved app? 
Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's their version of the uh, GeForce Experience. Right. So mm-hmm. NVIDIA came out with GeForce Experience. It was, it's a pretty cool app. It does some really neat things. AMD didn't develop their own. They partnered with Raptor instead of it's kind of this like, um, uh, what do you call it, crowdsourced thing, right, where they, they collect data from all these users, and that's how they do their settings. And then it also does Twitch recording yeah. or Twitch streaming and local recording and all that other kind of stuff. And it's turned into be a fairly interesting application. I don't use it. I don't really use GeForce Experience either, but it's, you know, different strokes for different folks. But Intel announced a partnership with Raptor to bring the same piece of software to people that use Intel integrated graphics, whether it be mobile or, you know, like the new Broadwell Iris Pro stuff. Right, so it'll do the same things. It will properly select the best game settings based on your hardware. It will do replays and recording and broadcasting and all that type of stuff. It will check for new drivers. Right, it will alert you when there's a new Intel driver. Sounds just like GeForce Experience. Right, it's so in, <laughs> in theory, right? We still have to see how it's properly implemented and everything. Yeah, but annoyingly, if you look at that screenshot, yep. it isn't giving you a direct link to the driver. No, it's more of a notification. You're not directly downloading it. You know, from their software, well, that, it looked like there was a link at the bottom. It there. was the auto detect page. Oh. Okay, maybe it's, maybe yep. it'll be a little bit better than that too. But yeah, I mean, they're just working. It's on just it. Intel site is always terrible to find it has graphics been. drivers. You're on. correct, Jeremy. Uh, forever, Jeremy, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that I hope that that skip this update link at the very bottom of that works because that would be nice to have with a GeForce experience, which well, doesn't. It's just <laughs> it's like, oh no, you can update. You can update. Get out of the way, Java update. I, I want to talk about an update. It, it doesn't stop. NVIDIA releases a lot more drivers than Intel does. so true. To be, to be fair. So I don't think you have to worry about being bo- uh, bothered very frequently from Intel. But here's what I thought was interesting about this. And, and let me know if you guys think this is right or wrong. You're wrong. Damn it. The users of integrated graphics actually need this type of functionality more than people that have discrete graphics. There is less uh, room for error if for a game's automatic, automatic settings to detect right? when you're using integrated graphics That's true. than when you're using discrete graphics. If you, have, if you have a 970, then if you could get 90, but instead you get 70, yeah. right? uh, then whatever. But if you have integrated graphics and you could get 30, but instead you get 20, that's a more significant difference. Yeah. So I think the idea of this is, is fantastic. The issue is, will be the same people that need this software are also the least likely to use it. <laughs> They're the least likely to install it. They're the least likely to pay attention to what it says, to do what it's saying. Hey, set your settings this way or click this button to auto set your game settings. So what you're saying is it shouldn't inform you that there's a new graphics driver. It should just do it. No, not uh, maybe. Uh, like For those kind of people. My question to them was, is this going to be inc- so? When you download AMD's driver, yeah. this software is included with the driver. Right. It's not, that's not going to be the case, at least initially, with Intel's. Yeah, that's right? kind it's of a, a mistake. separate thing. That's a mistake. And I said, okay, well, when you sell systems like notebooks, is it going to be pre-installed? Well, that's kind of up to the, the OEM and the software provider. And I said, I understand that Intel, but you're a fairly large it's, company. It's never going to catch you on. Make many billions of dollars. Yeah. You have a slight amount of influence in the industry. Yeah. You could coerce these OEMs to say that we think this is the best thing. And, and, I, and I think if it were a pre-installed thing, and I know people hate bloatware, but if it were a pre-installed thing that actual, actually did what it would promise to do, maybe I think it would be a huge benefit. Maybe they're concerned that it would interfere with the person that buys that system and then adds a GPU, and now you have Well, I'm talking about, mostly I'm talking about notebooks. Oh, okay. But, but, but it, possibly. Yeah, right. There, there, are, there are other things you'd have to work out. I just... It sounds like such a good idea, but I think 
Well, it seems that, they just, that almost nobody will use it because there will be a link to like download it on the on the desktop or something. Maybe I think it, sh- or I think it should be say to download it. I think it should be part of the driver. It pretty much is part of the GeForce driver by now. It basically just comes yeah, yeah, in a it pretty much is. And no, same thing with it's part of the AMD Catalyst driver. You can check it or uncheck it yeah. as you want yep. to. But it's checked by default. It. But it's checked by default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Intel should just. Do the same they, thing. I think, the I th- I think you're right. I think they should do the same thing, and I think they yeah. need to do a little bit more education for people on what the software is and what it does. Because again, stereotyping, yeah. as I tend to do, I'm told, uh, is that the people that are using only Intel integrated graphics will probably need a bit more handholding along the way to figure this type of stuff out. No, do you think this is? Do you think this is something they could roll into the actual Intel HD graphics? Uh, software that gets installed on a system? I, I hope so, but the thing with Intel is they're such a huge company that is so protective of their branding and their, mm-hmm. you know, all, uh, their, their kind of software stability that introducing a third-party utility like this seems kind of unlikely to me. Yeah, they'd be sooner to roll one their own completely. I right, think, than, yeah. right. It would seem to me I, like what they would do is maybe like Try this out and see what they learn, and then write their own version of HD graphics experience. Or buy or that company. Or buy that company. Here's here's a check. Uh, uh, was it uh, Dennis Fong? Is that who it is? I guess. Uh, the Raptor guy? Yeah. Man. The guy who was AKA the first professional Thresh. gamer. Thrash, yeah. yeah. Whatever his name is. Firing I, Squad. I, I met him. Yeah, I met him yeah. there. He, he talked about it. And it's like, I'm sure in the back of his mind, that's what I would be thinking. It's like, give me $10 million. Give me $10 million. Give me $10 million. Maybe it's worth more than 10 I'm kind of curious what AMD is thinking because it's like, one, <clears throat> either Intel will pull the rug out from under us or Intel will provide a lot more development funds for these guys to make our product that's better true. as well. I actually don't think Intel would pull the rug out from under them on this. I just don't think Intel considers them to be a threat anymore. That, that would hurt if they did <laughs> that, though. That would be like... Oh, I mean, it would, <laughs> but but Raptor works on NVIDIA cards, too. If you yeah. have an NVIDIA card, it works, and AMD you know, was fine with that. I don't think Intel would try to close it off. right? No. Unless they buy, buy the company or something like that, then I think it'd be fine. But anyway, like I said, that was... It's interesting, and I think it ha- may have... Um, more implications in the future than than most believe. Uh, speaking of the future, it the turns future. out the future. Even though we have a Titan X video card sitting on our desk in front of us, uh-huh. AMD didn't want to be left out of the excitement of new GPUs while at GDC. Okay. So uh, when I went to my meeting with them, they told me, "Hey Ryan, hey Ryan, guess what? Guess what's in this box?" Oh, this, we, talk, we talked this about this a little bit. Box. What's in yeah. the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Gwyneth Paltrow's head, and it was terrible. Oh, no, we talked about and it on... But it had great, the the but guy it had, from AMD, right. and Thrax tried to run away, and you shot him, too. And you took his watch, then plaid shirt, and it was terrible. Yeah, we talked about this on Twitch last plaid week. Plaid shirt. Yep. I should have worn it today. It would have been a little tight on me, to be honest. We talked about this on Twitch last week. <clears throat> yeah. That's what it was. So... Yeah. So they they say, hey Ryan, hey Ryan, guess what's in the we, try out yeah. this VR demo as okay. they point over at a nineteen eighty five PC case. Try out this VR Mind demo, you. and I go, okay, it's cool, yeah, great. He's like, guess what? Guess what? It's, I, I don't know, man. Just tell me the answer. And he says, uh, it's running on a upcoming flagship Radeon R nine GPU in there. Uh huh. And I go, okay, cool. Can I see it? Uh, well, no, no. Can we? Can you just take the side off the case? So I, well, no. no. How am I supposed to believe that that's actually a, an upcoming card in it? Well, I just, you know. We don't um, want you to see the block of ice in there. I, I don't. 
So they, they Sebastian wanted Sebastian Peak was here. He <laughs> Ice Cube cooling. Yeah. Optimized it. <laughs> it's not Sebastian that worried about it, it's Linus. You optimized it? Oh, we optimized it. Yeah. Uh, so they said, they told us and other people that there's a next generation Radeon, a flagship Radeon R9 graphics card in that system running the demo. They did, in fact, pick possibly the worst case to display it in, but whatever. It was the absolute worst thing. But they thing. couldn't have a case with a window on it. Obviously not. They also put yeah, the case on the floor. That's a big uh, no, in my you know, opinion. Type case. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on the floor. Well, you wouldn't hey, want to put on, a case like that show, on the table. <laughs> you wouldn't want to show some it off. confidence in the cooling, because that case has crap cooling compared to a modern case, and it's not on fire. So or here's, that is true. So the the rumor would be then, if all the rumors are true, this is already an R nine three ninety X or mm-hmm. something to that effect, and and the rumors are that it's using water cooling. By yep. default for single GPU cards, so, so it has they wouldn't even let mil. me look at the back of it. Yeah. like the back of it would be where there's like a, a radiator mount uh-huh. right there. So in theory, if I just wanted to be a real butthead about it, I could have been like, "Oh, I'm not looking inside of it. I just yep. want to see if it's actually plugged in and go look." Yeah, so yeah, what kind of video a connections? You but got it, they could have yeah. just claimed it was or a looked, CPU. Yeah, cooler. or looked at the video connections and the vents and stuff like that and see what's. Just back put your there. hand back there. Feel the heat. It burns. <laughs> 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 So, Did the thought cross your mind to just like grab it and run? So it was actually funny. Whole case. So they told me this, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, okay, guys." Because the the day before is when Nvidia had launched the Titan X, like had announced it, right at the right. Tim Sweeney thing, uh, and I and it very much felt like a Me Too type of thing. Hey, hey, you didn't you didn't ask us what's in this system? Did you? Uh, yeah. And I'm and 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 I kind of I kind of left the meeting room like not even really taking a picture. And I was like I was like whatever. And then I kind of had this fake discussion in my head about how I could write that into the story about can I see it? No, can I pop that? No, I was like oh. I got to take a picture of this. So I just kind of walked in in the middle of their next meeting and they kind of like got up to like stop. I said, no, no, I'm just taking a picture. And I went right up to it and took a picture with my phone or whatever and, and left. In the middle uh, of the I, next I did, meeting, you could have totally like, oh, no, I did no. not. I I'm did just not taking a picture. <laughs> and you just like ripped the, ripped the case open. Instead. I'm trying to think who was there. Uh, <laughs> Richard Huddy was there and Antal was there. Yeah, I, I could have outrun both of them carrying a case. Yeah, there you go. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident about you that. You should have just got a cardboard box and did it solid snake style. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Do a cardboard box, like move a shimmy a little bit across the wall. <laughs> just the case. And they'd be like, the Ryan. The case is just moving. Ryan, we can see you. Nope. Nope. Can't see me. I'm in nope. a box. Just a box. Just a box. Oh, oh damn it. So that was that. And then uh, <laughs> the final thing from GDC, Imagination Tech, who makers of Power VR. Yep. Um, who are divested from Intel in a very rude fashion. Yeah, but there's is that still what's in um, iPhones? Uh, yep. That's still the GPU architecture in iPhones. Right? Apple owns 10%. Apple owns 10% of PowerVR. Well, now that Intel has divested, it's time for Apple to just buy it all and move on. Um, but they actually had a demo running um, on a Vulcan system. Not a system. Uh, a Vulcan driver, I right. guess. An are you out of your Vulcan, Vulcan mind? Yeah. Yeah. So they, Sorry. There's that. So I'm sure we you guys talked about Vulcan and stuff uh, last week as well. But hey, it's a it's 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 the OpenGL the Kronos Group took Mantle from AMD. AMD offered it up freely, took it, mm-hmm. built a new API API on it, mm-hmm. API on it. Right. Um. So this so does that Nvidia. mean Mantle's dead? This, this, this causes NVIDIA to actually develop for Mantle in a <laughs> sideways type way. But it's only developing for Mantle if it somehow gets backported into Mantle, right? 
which doesn't really exist anymore. I don't know. I'm not going to have this get, argument again. Will it get ported into Metal? Which no, is Metal Apple's. is completely unrelated to... Okay. That Vulcan. was S3 and then Apple. The, the, the Metal thing and Vulcan's interesting considering Apple's stake in Imagination. Yeah, yeah but Imagination has got to support all the APIs. I mean, I guess. Right? They're going to support Vulcan. They're going to support DX12. Like, they're going to support yeah. you know, all that stuff. Well, so as long as they're an independent GPU vendor, they need to support everything. Um, maybe they won't be for long, but they need to support <laughs> everything uh, as long as they're... As I don't know if they need to support DX12 anymore. No, they Intel's should. not putting them in their chips. Uh, well, I mean, Intel may still in the future. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Paul, what did you make of the whole uh, uh, API kerfuffle this past week? Anything? Uh, this was something that I only caught bits and pieces of uh, moving along. I, I mean, I, I've i heard a lot of this, like, potentially is Mantle dead, uh, and right. and it does seem to have some weight. And I, I kind of feel like it almost might be a good thing if that's the case, but not if it's, like, dead completely, but... Um, I don't know the details, but I've been hearing that there were there were elements of Mantle that were used for DirectX 12, and as a result, um, DirectX 12 should uh, actually support some of the things that Mantle supports at the same time. Is that is that accurate? Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, so, like, it, somebody in the chat room is saying Strider is saying they never said Mantle is dead. You're right; they didn't. I did. Yeah, right? <laughs> like they very clearly <laughs> did not want to say that. You connect the dots, though. It's but not I mean, that hard. Look, it's it's all a semantics thing, right? I, I, do I think Mantle will become anything else in the future? I do not. The idea that it's like a custom API yeah. for very specific customers that want to have access very to few GPU. games. And maybe there's like a big GP, GPU conglomerate that wants to, to access AMD GPUs at an extremely low level. That Because when, when Kronos took Mantle and built Vulkan, they had to – like there's a little bit of an abstraction layer there because yeah. it has to work on more – more GPUs than just AMD. It works right. on NVIDIA and Intel and PowerVR and all that stuff and ARM and Qualcomm. So there's, it's not as low level as much as Mantle was. The, the, the statements from AMD have been that, well, we're working with these other partners that may want Mantle 2.0, whatever that happens to be, or maybe we're going to continue to develop uh, GPU features based on it. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't, I just don't see those panning out to anything. And I think uh, Mantle served its purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of see that it panning out that way as well because it's <clears throat> part of AMD dictating to the industry where they kind of want to go. Do you really? They do you honestly out, believe that AMD can dictate to the industry? They can't dictate, but they can certainly advise and push the direction. So they got the Frostbite guys to sign on to Mantle. They got a couple other guys to sign on as well. Uh, yeah. And... Who and what happens with Mantle? Well, it it gets adopted by the OpenGL guys, the right. Kronos group. It got okay, adopted. so AMD keeps their uh, their developers doing that and saying, "Hey, you know what? We've got hardware we can design from the get go mm-hmm. that will support this, 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 and this. Let's offer out this API in another year and a half, another two years, and you know we'll keep working on it. And make sure it's it's nice and mature and working." We'll throw that on the industry. Right. We'll have X amount of guys with big games come in and say, hey, you know, I really like these features. I like what you're doing with it. And let's give it to the Kronos group. And we've got an instant advantage over our competitors because we've developed the hardware for it. We've got 
solid drivers and software, and we've got the expertise to get game developers up and running with this right. software. I would say two counters of that would be AMD has themselves said uh, that Johan or yeah Anderson came to them and said we wanted to do something like this. And they were the company, the only company that would kind of want to do that, right? So still yep. good on them for doing it. Uh, I just I, – I don't know if a company in the position that AMD is in financially is going to want to spend the engineering resources to continue, continue to developing these things unless they have a very specific goal in mind. They had a very specific goal in mind with Mantle, mm-hmm. right? They had a very specific target they wanted to hit and, and, and a direction they wanted the industry to go in. I don't think AMD is the type of company – that can sit there and just kind of like churn its wheels and spend money and try to figure out what the next thing is. Yeah, they shouldn't be heavy in, in R&D right state. now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they need to be heavy in R&D. Not that R&D. You know what? They got some pretty talented guys there. I mean, Raj Shadouri sure. is a smart fella. Absolutely. Guy on the CPU side. I can't remember his name. Uh, yep. Took away from Apple. Ro- you know. Removed, came back. Keller. Yeah, yeah. Ke- Keller. Keller. Uh, and, I mean, they've got some really smart people there. Not saying they don't. I'm not saying that they're going to form a cabal and say this is where <laughs> all graphics things are going to go. But you know what? They can certainly influence it by being smart and by offering guys who are aggressive on the graphics side, like Johan Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to differentiate, differentiate their product Agreed. And have all kinds of new interesting bells and whistles that they can implement a year before anybody else can. I, I hope that's a... And, go ahead, Jeremy. I, I'm just going to say that AMD has a long-standing history of this. Not a successful history, but a, a history. First to hit a gigahertz, AMD. First to release the commercial x64 architecture, AMD. Arguably the first to do the first true dual core, AMD. Yeah. It, they, they keep coming out with it first. It never goes anywhere, and they never make much money off it, but they do seem to drive the industry in certain You're right. directions. You're right. That's true. That's, I mean, they have a good like, history of that type of stuff. It, it, it's a bizarre, sad history that I wish was much had a better happy ending. I agree. To it, but it's, I agree. I want them to be successful, and I think what they need to do is they need to uh, develop the GPU market share a little bit more in order to be able to convince those developers that that, that they can make that push on that uh, on that platform level. So uh, moving on. Well this is short. Logitech launched the G three oh three how do did 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 Dallas Dallas Daedalus do not watch Daedalus he's the guy who flew really close to the sun. Also true. Did his wings melt? Yes they did. That's you should not do that. With your mouse? Never fly too close to the sun. Also, never mouse too close to the sun. Uh, but There's this, a sun in this mouse. Uh, the Looks Daedalus like Apex will Gaming Mouse. Will it burn mouse. your hand and will your frame rates fall through the floor? Yes. Or will the blue LED yeah. burn out after two weeks? It's actually an RGB LED. Oh, well, then you're not going to worry. Completely custom to 16.8 million colors. Hmm. So essentially what this mouse is, if you, if you don't have a lot of background on what the Logitech mice are, is it is the sensor from the G502... And With the, the accelerometer? No, that's the 402. Okay. This is just, I forget, it's the PW, PMW 3366. So like a that. really just good optical sensor. A very good optical sensor, but then it's the lighter body styling of the 302. 
combined to make the 303. Okay. And then I added RGB lighting in there as well as uh, as another as another thing there. So apparently they they this was direct feedback from the consumer base that hey we like the sensor in the 502 but a lot of us don't like the he- the 502 is kind of heavy. Yeah. Right. The 302 is very light, mm-hmm. but its sensor was nah, moderate. Right. So they combine them, make a new product, boom, and now you have a brand new uh, what is it like a thirty nine dollar mouse. 12,000 DPI. Who uses a 12,000 DPI? Well, you don't turn it up that high usually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they said as much when they were talking to us about it. Like, you, we don't, we don't really think anybody's going to do... go up to 12,000 DPI, but you, it's the you, fact that we could. You so. sneeze. I mean, hell, email uh, Wendell and see if he would. Yeah. No, nobody would do that. I it's still not possible. think he would. It is not, it's not possible. So it's the PMW3366. It has like surface tuning, which is kind of an interesting feature. Where, like, if you're on some kind of uneven surface and you think tracking is off, you enable it. You do some figure eights with the mouse, and it kind of oh, and it tunes itself hmm. to track it a little bit better. So uh, it, they, they sent us one uh, before I left for GDC, and I haven't had a chance to really use it. So I'm going to replace it on my system and uh, give it a shot. We'll put the hey, big... we 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 kind of screwed up. What Icarus well, was the one who flew close to the sun. Daedalus. I don't know. Was I don't know why father. you say we. I don't know why you say we screwed up. It was clearly you. It was obviously me. Clearly, I know it was one of those. Paul knew that. He said, I'm, well, oh, I'm glad I didn't want to speak out, but you know, I'm glad there's <laughs> sure checking Dude, going totally on. Speak out, like so. Crushes. I had a minor in Greek uh, mythology, and yeah, you guys are all <laughs> oh man, still beat my Smurfs reference, yeah, because sure. for a while he was Daedalus, and he became uh, Gargamel. Oh, yeah, Gargamel, yeah. Gargamel from Smurfs, but he started yeah. as Daedalus. He's a jerk, yeah, <sighs> Gilgamesh. Do you know where he's from? Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. That's Babylonian. It's, well, yeah, pre-Babylonian, but yeah. He's on the island with Skipper. Yes. <laughs> Gilgamesh and his wife. Yes. All right. So uh, next bit of news. AMD is going to release a FreeSync driver on March 19th, which is next week. Sweet. It is next Thursday, to be exact. Is uh-huh. that right? Yeah, next Thursday. Um, and the reason they, they kind of put this statement out is because uh, apparently there are already FreeSync monitors selling in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Like monitors that's selling with the FreeSync logo. With the logo on, on the box. Them. Yeah, with logo on the box. Uh, but you couldn't. You don't have a driver to enable it. And so people are like, hey, WTF, which I think is a totally fair question. That is true. Um, and so they've said, well, we're, we're releasing the driver on March 19th. For single GPUs, the Crossfire support will come in April. So what? Are they doing this? They can't make tiered this... crap again. They can't make this work they, in Crossfire. It's like uh, you you can have the nice uh, you know frame rated Crossfire drivers, but not for certain. Yeah, I'm not sure resolutions what the, up. I'm not sure what the uh, single GPU versus multi GPU thing is. Uh, there's obviously extra latency involved in the pipeline when you have to move frame buffer from one card to the second card to sure. the output. Yeah. Um, they're not saying they don't. They, they put a specific time frame on when that driver will be okay. out. So I mean, they say April. It just still seems like they've been. It's been so long in the making. I'm sure we'll have monitors next month. That's. I'm sure you'll have monitors next month. No, actually, well, you could order them. Actually, actually and, and now and now it's shifted secret. to. I'm sure you'll have drivers next month for your so for your crossfire. Here's the secret. I also not only am I not in Europe, Middle East, or Africa. I also have a monitor. Can, yeah, look around. To, and no, has anybody no. ordered a Cat Leap monitor? 
A cat. So ordering monitors from overseas is not a weird action for some of us. That's true. What about those no, Korean no, no, ones? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've ordered a Yamakasi Leonidas before. I, that's, I yeah. still use it, actually. Got it a couple years ago. So from what we learned, there are FreeSync monitors for sales overseas right, already. Yeah, but here's the thing. I leave to go out of town again on Sunday. So Aww. <laughs> like, I need a driver today, but I didn't get a driver today. So maybe I'll get a driver tomorrow. Maybe. Who knows? But they have guaranteed it'll be out on March 19th. I just hope I get it before March 19th so I can actually tell somebody uh, whether or not they should buy a monitor. Like, what if it comes out and it's horrible? Wouldn't it make sense to, like, let reviewers maybe look no, a little bit no, sooner? No, no, no. Hmm. No, if it was really bad, you wouldn't give it to reviewers ever. So you'd find so, a way so to ban all me, of their IP addresses. So what you're telling AB. me is com. that it, they're, they, even they think it's bad? No, that's not what we're saying at no. all. No. Okay. You troll. I'm just... No, they just haven't released a driver. For whatever reason, okay. they haven't released a driver yet. They haven't given it to the media yet. For whatever reason that may be. I just think it's hilarious that we waited on monitors for so long, and now there are monitors. I think probably they would prefer the monitors not be for sale yet. Uh, Well, throwing that out there. So the monitor monitor we may have shipped from Europe? Yeah, I think so. It did. Yeah. Because, like, there's kind of an issue with monitors and the whole port closure on the West Coast thing. So, like, from China and Korea, they're actually making it. There was some stuff we were waiting on that's still on a boat uh, on the West on a, Coast on a dock. because of the dock. So that strike. could explain why Europe has them and we don't. That, that's true. Actually, I can say that for spe- specifically there is a non-FreeSync monitor of mine that is sitting in a bin on the West okay. Coast. So, um, so yeah. So it, the driver's coming March 19th. That should give you an idea of when the release of FreeSync will happen. Uh, so there you go. Somewhere around March 19th. Paul, where do you fall on the free sync G sync debate? I'm for them. Okay. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Answer yes. Um, yeah, I I have gotten the chance to test out a little bit of G sync here and there. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's definitely what everyone needs um, more so than than like 5K displays and stuff like that. 100 um, percent agree. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 another one of those things that's very difficult to convey through like video or like talking about it or writing an article about it. Like, it's you just have to kind of stand in front of one and try one yeah. out, and then you're like, well, this is how everything's going to be. Give it a year or two. Um, I mean, I'm always I'm always for open standards, so um, I've always liked that AMD's kind of been a champion of that. So mm-hmm. I do like a lot of the stuff going on behind FreeSync. I always hope that. One day in the future, I'm going to be able to buy a 4K monitor that will work equally as well with FreeSync and G-Sync. Be nice, wouldn't and it? Who knows if that'll actually happen? <laughs> It'd be nice, wouldn't it? We will yeah. see shortly. Um, connected data updates transporter line. Anything interesting here, Alan? Uh, yeah, so these are the guys that make like a Dropbox replacement, but the cloud is actually a device sitting in your office. Yep. That kind of thing. I love the cloud in my office. Uh, yeah. Um, so the first round realized this was a company that the guy split off a of Drobo and then started Connected Data and then they remerged with Drobo so then naturally as soon as they started releasing these products initially they looked off a lot like Drobos right like okay. there was a Transporter 5 that looked just like a Drobo like a 5 bay Drobo sure right just with different guts you know and there was a Transporter 15 that looked just like an 8 bay Drobo right to just kind of like put a blue line in front right. of it to make it right. you know branded well now they've replaced those two boxes with much beefier boxes, like eight core atom kind of deal. You know, it's basically a big grade in a box. Yep. That's supposed to just sit in the back corner of your office. And 
it's accessible. They have apps that works just like Dropbox, that sort of thing. So you could install the app at your house on your PC at your house, and it would sync data. Yep. Back yep. and forth, and then the, install it on your phone and, mm-hmm. and access the data that way. Okay. And the dif- the big difference between these guys and Dropbox is that they have a, a line. That there's two different types of shares. There's a share that is synced, mm-hmm. which is Dropbox competitive, mm-hmm. right? But then there's another one that just reaches back transparently to the device. So you don't actually have the data locally on your system no. necessarily, but you can access it as if it were just more slowly. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're just pulling the files over the internet, but it's a virtual kind of thing. Like it just meshes with Explorer, okay. And you just browse the folders as if you had them on your machine, like a, like like having a network drive, kind of sort of, yeah. Okay. But over the internet. But over the internet. Yeah. Wow, technology amazing. is amazing. So you know they they beefed up these boxes, and I think the price actually came down a little bit, even though they are still kind of they're pricey. Still, they're still pricey. The, the 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 transporter fifteen starts at twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, which is twenty four hundred ninety nine dollars, not yeah. twenty four dollars and ninety nine cents. And then the the thirty and the, the numbers are for how many users simultaneous they're rated for. Um, oh, okay. And uh, the thirty is exactly twice that. Um, five. Grand forty nine ninety nine, right, Josh? Yeah, it yes. is a it is a nine terabyte device though, which is yeah. I mean for business. These boys ship with hard drives, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's with and set up. Yeah, they're you just yeah. plug them in and go. That's that's how. So they this ship is still these. definitely a a an inter- not enterprise, but maybe like small, small business, business yeah. targeted. Yeah, that's that's pretty projects. much what their target okay. is. They have a just regular transporter, like just a regular little one right. drive thing. That, yep. That's what that's what the company started with, right? Right. Um, and that's much cheaper. That's like. 100 bucks, 150 bucks, or something like that. You can buy it without a drive. You just plug in. I'm sure everybody has like a spare laptop, two and a half inch hard drive sitting around from when they updated to an SSD or something. Maybe, yeah. You know, you just take that, stick it in there, poof, it's cloud storage. Gotcha. For, for you know, one person. Yeah. Right. And that, that's pretty cheap. So they do have cheaper offerings. Gotcha. You know, so there's that. Uh, then there was some other stuff. I wish we were at PAX East. Specifically, I wish I was at PAX East. Are we moving on to the next story? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. If, if only to see the, what looks like the Intel 750 series. I'm sure it's nothing. Was sitting there in a the machine. Um, it's crap. You wouldn't have got any more than this picture, so. That's true. Um, but but he could have seen got. it. But I could have seen it. And although. And, and uh, you could have hashtag Josh Tech with it. That's, that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, if you have a really keen eye and maybe access to a P3700. Series SSD, so which, no one, so no one, and we're able to hold that up at the same angle that this one is in the in the photograph. You would realize that the markings on the edge, the top edge that you can see of that PCB, are identical to a P thirty seven hundred. So it's the same PCB. Yeah, but we haven't seen a P thirty six or thirty five hundred either. Right? Uh, we haven't. Thirty six is shipped, right? But I'm saying we haven't seen. We haven't it. Seen So the them. markings yeah. could be identical on the thirty six and thirty five. They too. they are. It's the same PCB. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the key is that this is also the same PCB, and it's not. AP series. So this is Intel. This is potentially Intel's consumer. Well, I guess it's not potentially. There's a damn picture of it. I mean, it's right there. Um, And it says SSD prototype across it. So this is a PCI Express NVMe SSD. Uh, trying to get more acronyms uh, from INTLE. No, INTL. I tried to make it wrong. I couldn't do it. It's PCIe by four 3.0. Uh, more okay. than likely 18-channel controller. Okay. So where regular SSDs will have like a four-channel, maybe an eight-channel controller, yep. this is 18. 
Uh, and that combined with NVMe means really, really freaking high IOPS and really low latency, like about as good as you can get. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're going to do this in a consumer kind of product is good. That's awesome. Yeah. We've been, people good. have been waiting for that for a long time. People have been waiting for the P36 and P3500s to like come out specifically yeah. the 3500 because it would be the least expensive version of it. Yeah. Um, so we don't really think about this is still like, this is not a launch or anything. This it's not a launch. It's like not a little launch. tease they gave. Like it was clearly on purpose because it was on a PC with a window on it. And yeah. they put yeah. SSD prototype on it. Yeah. Well, they may have done that anyway internally, but like, so really? we don't really think about pricing or anything like that. No, right? We don't know about pricing. Um, we know maybe what the capacities are going to be from what the guy, uh, the gamer Nexus guy was told. Oh, guy packs that it'd be a 400 or 1.2 uh 400 1.2 and that they're considering 800 gig i really think they need to stop considering and do 800 we've said gig. that since the p3700 launched they should do an 800 gig version well there there is an 800 gig for the p3700 there's not one of for the, the 35 of the, of the cheapest one right right uh, so this looks like they're basically just taking whatever optimizations they did for the p3500 they just kind of like said okay Let's we'll just put some cheap flash in it, drive. and we'll just make it a sure. yeah, you know, just you know, lesser binned flash, not rated for as many writes, that kind of thing, right? Just to make drive a little bit cheaper, right? Uh, but they really do need to make an 800 gig drive because, like, you're a power user, you're looking at this drive, 400, probably not enough. No, I would say not. Right, but say it's dollar a gig. Do you want to spend 1,200 bucks? You want to go from 400 bucks to 1,200 bucks? No, I don't. No. You want to go to eight hundred bucks? Can it's still it be a high number? Can it be a hundred dollars? Well, it's not going to be a hundred dollars. But I'd like it to be. $100. I was just hypothetically going like dollar a gig. Uh, this probably will be a dollar gig, maybe even cheaper. Just kind of a guess. Mm, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's coming from Intel. They uh, make the flash. People have been asking you know. for this for a long time. I think yeah. they'll be excited to see it. Paul, any thoughts on? Have you, have you played with any PCIe drives at all? SSDs. Uh. I have with a few. Um, I, I still have a, like, I, I don't like some of the, when it drops an option ROM in and it extends the boot time. I'm never a fan of that, but uh, yeah. hopefully hopefully MVME might might uh, solve some of those issues. But yeah, I'm really excited for these drives. Actually, I'm, Alan, I'm going to email you after this and try to get connected with the, with the Intel SSD person because I need to get back in touch with them okay. and try, yeah, sure. try out some of these drives. That would be super sweet. <clears throat> um, uh, and speaking of option ROM, it's a combination of option ROM and BIOS support. For NVMe okay. booting, that's right. probably the two things that are the reason that this hasn't been a thing yet, right? Yes, um, because even the P thirty seven hundred, like I tried to, well, I tried to boot one in my home PC. Yeah, no bueno. So you also I mean, have a really old motherboard that doesn't support UEFI. Sure. <laughs> I tried on another board, motherboard at the house. That's a UEFI BIOS. But well, for example, nothing. I mean, it's, it's complicated enough that our Intel Nook. Was delayed a little bit because they were trying to get a PCIe NVMe. It? it was an NVMe no, PCIe no, SSD. It yes, it was. No, it wasn't. The nine fifty nine fifty one. Nine fifty one is an NVMe. It's yes, AHEI. It is. No, it isn't. The nine forty one. Nine forty one is not. Nine fifty one is AHEI. You're killing me. I'm correct. Anyway, okay. you guys can argue off the air. Anyway. You know what? The best part about this, you can get one of these no. and a piece of flint, and you can make a great fire with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm for that. Yeah. Um, another storage thing, Western Digital Replus. What what is this? It's an Replus. You got twenty seconds. So there's a rate edition, Western Digital, right? Get work with me here, Ryan. Yes, yes, rate edition. I'll give you an extra second for that. Uh, okay, so here's the cool thing: the competition for the rate edition. Stop counting down. Lost competition for the rating and the rate edition 
was the HE6. Okay. That's the a helium, helium filled drive. Right. And the big deal with that is, oh, it's super low power because it's helium filled and there's no friction in the disc or much less friction. Okay. Um, the thing was, Western Digital's RE series drive can uh, transfer data a heck of a lot faster than an HE6. Mm-hmm. You're going from like 175 meg per second up to 225 with an RE. Okay. So Western Digital's like, well, we want to make a low power drive. Let's just slow down the spindle speed and see. We'll make it like the similar throughput as the HE6. Sure. And see what happens to the power. Turns out it draws a watt less. <laughs> a lot or a watt? A watt. Okay. Out of like five. Like 20% less power. And not important for consumers, important for data centers. Important for data centers with art, like Facebook archiving all your old photos right. from cold years ago. Cold storage, yeah. Um, so that's significant. It's a really good logo. Right? It's that. really significant. Uh, it's really and it's, I think it's just hilarious that they were just able to, oh, well, you know, we just have this drive that has much better throughput. We'll just slow it down and make a low-power drive. Um, Poof. Suddenly low-power drive without filling it with helium and making it for much cheaper. That's like a yeah, but I like helium. helium. Yeah. So but, does your your you know. your drive spin at a higher pitch? Which one? With helium? No. It doesn't make any sense because <laughs> when I breathe helium in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the HE6 man. is a seventy-two hundred RPM drive. This is like a fifty. Oh, what's the number now? Uh. It's a it's a weird new number. It's 5, not fifty four hundred and sixty. I yeah. kind of wonder how they settled on that. Actually, fifty seven sixty. I was gonna. I was. I was um, kind of uh, going for fifty seven fifty because I thought that sounded better. Nope. Off the fifty seven sixty. Sixty is what we. It's want. probably because of some harmonic with something off of sixty hertz, so that it doesn't. You know. Sounds like crap. Anyway, Something moving like on. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, more four gigabyte Strix. No, more four gigabyte GTX nine sixties. Starting with. The Asus Strix. Apparently, you guys talked about a couple last week as well. Uh, so Asus launched or announced one. Um, look how tiny that PCB is. That so is, small. Yeah. Look at that. It's so but cute. You know what oh, the Josh best part about it is? Talk about how small it is. Look how cute. You just did the 750 Ti, didn't you? Yeah. Anyway. The Strixes are tiny. They, yeah. they are. Uh, and not only that, but it's a four full gig. It is not three point uh, five. And if you, if I'm looking at this picture, like I only see, I only see, I see two uh, memory mod or memory chips up here. Have, a pad for a third. We don't have a picture of the back. So no, they didn't put a picture of the back on. Maybe is this one? No, there's got to be two more on the back. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two more on the back okay. because they just don't make them that large. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, Even then, need, that's that's a gig per chip. But you need four data paths to the yeah from from that, that architecture. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they're able to get. Uh, they've they've done this. The, this, the typical kind of ASUS PCB upgrade stuffs, uh, stuff. Super alloy caps, super alloy chokes, super alloy moss. So much alloy, and still just one six yeah. pin. So and and direct CU two. Yeah. Uh, so it, she's quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, it's only she's one six a little bit faster so. than the uh, the other one that we're going to mention very quickly. Look how much larger, like, look how much further the heat sink <laughs> extends past the PCB on that, right? Like, yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. It's That's good the stuff. drawback with the CU2. I'm still... It, uh, it's tall. Yeah, here's the second one that you were talking about, the MSI 4 gig, uh, the gaming edition. See, the PCB is longer on this. That's still way... That's like twice. Not... It doesn't really matter. Like, if the cooler is the same length, who cares how long the PCB is? Yeah. But uh, it's not as impressive looking, I guess. Is the cooler actually the same length? No. Well, I'm sure it's a little bit longer The cooler is the same length, but it's not as deep. Oh, okay. Mm. That, the... 
what are they, Twin Frozer 5 uh, yeah. with MSI. Yeah. They are actually a, a two-slot solution. Yeah. So it's not inching into that third one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just an actual it's, two. So not, not like quite as fast. No, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you guys talked about this last week, but what is the benefit of a 4 gig 960? I don't know. 4K? But you got the uh, channel 960. You, know, we, you, we, you only come up with Skyrim mods. But if you say 4K, then you pretty much have to SLI them, and then you get a 980. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess... I mean, the one thing that I like about... a half a gig, but a 980. The, the SLI is... No, that's a 970. Um, and there's another reason, too. Okay. Uh, both of these cards have three DisplayPort outputs. Yeah. One HDMI and a DVI. Uh, but it's that three DisplayPorts. NVIDIA just, sometimes is a little bit uh, stingy. With her outputs, I just don't. Yeah, I just. But apart from that, yeah, I'm with you. I just, it's not going to be able to push it. And it's so weird because when when the 960 launched with a two gigabyte frame buffer, yeah, like one of the first comments we got was, "Hey, I'm just going to wait for the four gig variant." And I was just like, "Why? Like, it doesn't need four gig." They didn't even want to. They didn't even plan like like Tom was even saying like, well, well, the, "No, we're well, not going to well, do well, a four the gig." Titan, like the, they've already announced the Titan X has 12 gigs of memory. Yeah, and I go. Why? Why? Okay, that makes sense. GPGPU. Compute 12 Compute gigs stuff. may make sense. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, but that's okay. compute. That's not gaming. Yeah, but the Titan is half compute, double it's, precision, it's more. Weirdness. It's double precision, all that other crap, right? So it's more towards. Titan's a weird product yeah. like that. I and an 8 gig 980 see. makes no sense. Uh, agreed. <laughs> we mean a 7? No, no, 980. It's a 970. Oh, sorry. 980. God, a 970 is 7 this. gigs. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. At least it's a whole number. As I gleefully pointed out today, uh, Dying Light, yet another zombie game. Yeah. Well, Kyle could not push that 970 beyond 3.6 gigs, but didn't affect the gaming performance whatsoever. Still kicked mm. the snot out of the 290 and the 290X. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Stop your complaining, people. Paul, are we, are we leaving anything out? Why would you want a 4 gigabyte 960? Uh, the only reason I say need a 4 gig one is because I, I was one of the ones who was like, oh, it's only 2 gigs when it only came out with 2 gigs. <laughs> but now I suppose we could complain that it's still only 128-bit. I don't know. Yeah, like the, the only thing I can come up with is, is that if you're going to run multiple in SLI yeah. to do 4K, mm-hmm. then you, know, you only get the memory capacity of one card, right? Yeah, Technically. Yeah, you have to so yeah. getting four gigs would be a benefit there. That's true. But I just think if you're going to do something like 4K or, or 3440 by 1440, mm-hmm. you should not be using 960. Well, how much is this card going to be? I don't know, 199 bucks. Probably, well, 299! This, this <laughs> <laughs> They're like 200 to 220 for the two gig versions, yeah. but I haven't seen any of the prices for the, okay, for the so four gig like versions. Probably, yeah, probably I, would, I would say if you are going to do SLI with yeah. a 960, that you should do the four gig, though. I mean, that's true. If you're insisting on doing that, but would you? So if, if they, say they're 250, but two of them spending, is 500 but bucks. Then you spend 500 should bucks. you just buy a 980? Yes, yeah. yes, you should. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I understand yeah. the idea of you buy one now and you don't have the money to spend 500 bucks. I get that. I enjoy Microsutter. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, like, if you're going into it knowing you want two cards, but I would almost always, I, I have always forever and ever, and will probably always forever and ever tell you, if, you're gonna, if, you, if you know you want to get two cards, you should probably get the the better, better single card. One. If there's a better option. single card, yeah. Right, if that's an option. Yeah. So, you know, they, they should and it have is. just partnered with Bethesda and said, this is the 4 gig Skyrim edition. Yeah, because there's, there's a game that can use memory that doesn't really need the compute design. capability. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. 
Maybe maybe branding your brand new video card on a five or six year old game is not the ideal marketing strategy. Hey, it's in the Raptor top twenty five. It is. You're right. But it's unique. I it's wonder still how many selling and people are obsessed. But see, but see, those Raptor things are minutes played, not units sold. <laughs> <laughs> How many new copies of Skyrim do they sell every month? Wait, That's... wait, you can't buy a GPU to play an old game? You can't. <laughs> Just saying. Now you, played, you've huh? got to, to go in and see what GPUs those gamers are currently playing with and market to them. That's right. You're right. You're right. Hey, I don't wait, have I got a GTX 650 or a 663 gig. How is this going to help me out? How's it going to help brother out? I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, let's get into our hardware software picks of the week so we can finish up this damn show. I already kind of talk, I've already kind of talked about it, and it is the Gear VR. It's a $199 add-on for a very singular phone. Uh, you can only use it with a Note 4. And even Wait, then, I thought singular was AT&T now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Smartass. The Beyond Imagination. <laughs> That's a song, you know. I I, I get it. Uh, kind of like the river. And run interestingly, and like... the the international version of the Note Four I had was actually not supported by this. Um, I kind of had to use like a little bit of a hacked APK to get it to work. Um, but it did it did function perfectly fine. Like it worked it worked just fine. Um, Again, if you have a Note 4, I think this is something worth buying for 190 bucks, maybe and playing around with. Don't expect this life-changing experience. Thing. But, I mean, it, it's actually pretty good. It's got a better resolution than the Oculus kits that are out now. It's got a better resolution than... Um, what? The other words, ones, the words other ones that are out, like mouth. the... Uh, uh, you know, the HTC. The, Razor the HTC. What's the, yeah. the viewfinder. The view uh, it's also it, like this Don't is a, there's a touchpad on the side which I didn't really know. There's buttons in space. Also, it's very clear that VR should be wireless at this point. Yeah. Like after all the demos I did at GDC, right, where you're tethered and there had to be a second person there to like hold up the wire so that when you spun around to look at the dragon, it didn't like choke you to death or something. Right. Um, this is completely wireless now. It. Eats it's, the shit out of that Note 4 battery. And it's front heavy. Uh, it's not so bad. It is I mean, a phone how, like, hanging this, off your nose. That's kind of gross. Eats no, this is light. Yeah, but the then you're adding the phone to it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The but whole... there's a screen on every headset on the front. I understand. Right? So, you know, when you when you do this, it's it's not so bad. But, like, the wireless was cool. And then you can actually enable the actually, pass. Actually, here. There. You can enable the pass-through camera on it. Go ahead. Look at, look at that camera. <laughs> look at that camera. No blink. That's awesome. <laughs> that is the best thing ever. No, you gotta go back. That's that's just oh my god, that's cartoonish. <laughs> that is so cartoonish. Why are you an Why are you an anime character now? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm trying to see if the there's just oh, enough no. latency. And you're gonna have to wait till after. Yeah, but that was so funny. Like like Ryan puts this on yesterday, I think, yeah. and he's like. Oh, I can see where I'm going because he turned on the camera. The pass-through like, camera. Like, think of all yeah. the, the work being done just to see yeah, what's true. in front of you. I turn on the camera so I can see what's going on. So the camera's it's, it's processing it, yes. and then it's displaying it to me, and then it's doing it through the head tracking. With lag. With lag. It made walking very difficult, <laughs> I will say. So, for the love of God, someone make a GIF out of that if I forget to. to <laughs> yes, please. Animated GIF. We'll put it on Josh Tech tonight. Um Yes. So that's that's my pick. Again, I don't think everybody should go out and buy it. And definitely don't go out and buy the phone only for it because there's no upgrade path for this. This will only work with the Note 4. Yeah. Uh, I think that – did they announce another one for the GS6? I think they did. 
I think somebody told me that. I think we saw that. So, is there a way to take it the front plastic off and change it? I'm sure if you really try hard. Physical size. The problem uh, is, I mean, is, is the physical size oh. is different. So like the lens placement is what's important there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I, and, and again, with something like VR, you don't want to screw up yeah. even the littlest. And, and thing. like, you wouldn't own that one and then buy the like buy an S6 probably because you wouldn't own a Note 4 then buy an S6. Sure. Right. I wouldn't think so. Oh. I did totally forget. I wanted to bring up uh, before we ended the podcast. Apple announced their new stuff. The only thing that we really care about here watches and stuff is the MacBook. Ugh. It's got a small motherboard. You know how close you were to buying a Yoga Three Man, Pro, it, Alan. That was the yeah, sexiest. But the Yoga Three Pro has three ports. Yeah. I look. I'm and not saying normal. there's no negatives to it. Three ports. Like, for I, two like I don't it has need. HDMI out. Believe me, I'm bummed about the thing, but. He's going to own one in three weeks, but he's totally bummed about it. Aww. He said it. Like, he didn't deny it. So, I just, let, so let me, let me, I'm going to show this here because I think it's worth, it's worth noting here. It is a Core M-based piece of hardware. So it's the same hardware in the Yoga 3 Pro, yep. in the new Asus UX305, yep. um, which Asus put out a little ad claiming that they were thinner than the MacBook. But, Ryan, you warned me when I was looking at a Yoga 3 Pro for myself saying, hey, this is lower power, like less performance than a Yoga yes. 2 Pro. It is because if yeah. you go from Haswell Ultrabook to Haswell U uh-huh. to Broadwell Y, mm-hmm. you're going to see a decrease in performance. Yep. Yeah, you know, you'll get extended battery life. Like you, well, may, I don't want to say extended battery life, Maybe. but you get extend, you get better power efficiency. It all yes. depends on the size of the battery, right? Yep. Uh, but this is a two pounds, twelve inch display with uh, some crazy resolution, kind of like the Yoga Three. It was, uh, it's, it's above twenty five sixty by sixty. Yeah, it's higher than that. Yeah. Thirteen point one inches. Thirteen point one inches. Woof. 13.1 millimeters thick. <laughs> uh, it's it comes in gold. It looks amazing. I'm sure like, it's I'm sure it's it looks even better in person. Apple sure does Apple does all product. kinds of stuff like yeah. you know they talked about the the new key switches they designed. Um, you know the, they're talking about the bezel here. So the bezel is not as thin as what you get on the Dell XPS 13, but they re- reiterated several times that it was because of the full size keyboard. Yep. Like it is the keyboard that determined the width of the device, not the screen. Uh, 2304 by 1440. Okay, so, yeah. so it's a 16 by 10. By 10. Uh, there you go. You like it, Alan. Totally a We like resolution. 16 by 10. Yeah. They, they screwed up the trackpad. I mean, they changed the trackpad. So uh, I, no, I wouldn't say they screwed up. There's that. no more clicking. It doesn't move. But it has the feedback that does the click thing. Yeah, but we have no idea if that's good or not. Yeah. And this is the best trackpad I've ever used. I was yeah, reading a couple they kinda, of things They kind of messed with something that was perfect, in my opinion, as well. One, one of the people that toyed around USB with it said 3.0. that oh, if you okay. turn that feedback up to max, like it feels just like it's clicking. So, uh, It uses a USB Type-C 3.1 Revision 1, which is not USB 3.1 speeds. It's 5 gigabits, just like USB 3. Yeah. I don't understand what that means, uh, but this is the this is the impressive part, right? So all of this is battery. Hey, where'd it go? <laughs> the battery disappeared. Hey, come back. Do you have any batteries? So all that was battery. This is the only logic in the laptop, right? Like this is this is it. This has got your processor on it, your wireless. That also your means USB. you're not that buying can go one. Into your phone. You're not going to buy one and update the SSD afterwards. Why did the battery disappear? I want because they're just trying to sell. Ah, the eternal cry of the Apple user. See now, here's what, they they claim up to nine hours of battery life. Yeah, which it's is less than the air. It's less than the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. and it's it's because even though the, great. It's even though the batteries are specially thing. shaped to fill all the space, yeah. there's probably it's still not as less space to fill. There's, there's not as, there's, right. yeah, there's less space overall. Still, I wonder if so. they mention how big the battery is. I bet they no. don't. They don't. I it bet they probably don't. differs because they do. 
They do like custom motor batteries from model. Well, like, each one is yeah. different. Let me see. Yeah. So it, diff- it differs a little bit. It's not just a battery. Uh, it's a 39.7 watt hour oh, battery. Okay. Oh, it says it. And oh. it's, a, it's a 5 watt part. Yeah. So That well, actually seems like screen. a fairly big battery. The screen is it? sucking up a lot of power because it's yeah. a retina screen. Yeah. That seems like a large battery. It's only get nine hours of time. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It seems a little big. But, but anyway, so these are these are shipping, what, April 10th? Yeah. We're going to try to get one because I just I want to use it. I want to play around with it. I don't want to pay hey, for it. Hey, you know it, what? Maybe the, the battery power is is determined upon the uh, USB 3.1 Hitachi uh, <laughs> Magic Wand. <laughs> right. If you always have to have one attached so that you get the optimal experience while using your MacBook. Five exactly. Minutes. But you can't charge it while you're doing that because there's only one port. Paul, do you want one of these? Uh, no, it's not, twelve. Not really. What if I wait? Hold on, wait. What if I tell you it's twelve hundred ninety nine dollars? Uh, even less. Then no. even less. <laughs> even less so than that. Yeah. So what does the Dell thirteen inch cost? Well, so the Dell XPS thirteen starts at eight ninety nine, but it uses not a Core M. Wait, that's a negative. Uh, uh, it has longer battery. Wait, it's not as thin. It's not as light. Like okay, that, so the eight ninety nine one is ten AP. So that's not exactly equivalent. That's true. Sure. Uh, the other one starts at ten ninety nine. Uh, like th- th- this new MacBook is completely overpriced. Yeah. But yeah. like more so than we're used to, I guess. The airs aren't overpriced, really. They're competitive. No, you're right. They're not pricing. anymore. They're not anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I, and, wanted, uh, I wanted to make sure we talked about it. it it's a, I, it's a damn sexy here? piece of hardware. Am I correct here? This is the first MacBook any of the Mac lines where you cannot upgrade the SSD. I don't. It's soldered. Yeah. MacBook yeah. Air, you could. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. socketed. They're but custom you couldn't sockets. upgrade the memory. Correct. No, you can do the memory. But at least also, you did you know this was available in three colors? Yeah. yeah Silver, like gold, and space gray. It's the same iPhone. Yeah. So is the gold uh, $19,000? It's not real gold, is it? No. Is it actually gold-plated? That's $10,000. That would be great. That would be great. So uh, it's no, much no, the, cheaper the watch. The edition, the Apple Watch edition, yeah. edition, is, edition. is in between $10,000 and $19,000. Yeah, depending on how you spec it. yet. You know. Hey, you yeah, know, everybody totally Everybody gets their own. So anyway, I just I just wanted to mention it because... That will be my computer in a couple it, of generations. It's just interesting hardware. I have no doubt. And, what, what, and, what, and what, I think... If I stick with those 10. You mean when they update it and put some more ports on it? No, when the processor gets faster and more devices have 3.1 or have Type-C connectors. Oh. Wait, wait, Ken. There was an adapter that turned USB 3.0 or USB Type-C to a USB Type-C... Uh-huh. Plus a USB A, a and an HDMI and an HDMI and an HDMI yeah. and it was seventy nine dollars eighty bucks. Eighty bucks. There's also since Google announced a new Chromebook Pixel today with yeah. Type C connectors, they have cheaper adapters that will probably work. So they have Should. like a thirteen dollar Type C to Type A connector, which but here's, is at least more reasonable. But here's the thing: I don't think you can do all of that communication like that while charging power um, into you, you can. On the Apple one, you can. On the Apple one, you can. I don't think on the aftermarket ones that's going to work. Mm. Well, right. the, the Chrome, it, the Chromebook, spec it will. Yeah, the Chrome says it's for power and video and data. Like they Why spec don't you it think it works? That's in the USB Type C for pa- for powering the, the connected device. It's 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 in the spec for both. Okay. I think I think it goes both ways. If you know what I'm saying. Like like you can only inject power in the first device in the chain, I think. But after that, it's it's something weird. Yeah, we'll find out. Mm. Jeremy, when Ken buys one. Jeremy, back to our picks. What's your, what's your picks? I don't know. I'm still mad at you for ruining that horribly apropos Trailer Park Boys uh, reference. But now we've got you looking like bubbles with your tongue stuck out in perpetuity. So I'm not so <laughs> sad anymore. This is 
uh, a bunch of German researchers from the university in Hanover. I, or, sorry, not uh, Dusseldorf, I believe it is. They figured out a way to print out LED displays. Uh, there's a link to a YouTube video on there that shows it much better, but you see that little watch? I do. Uh, they literally printed with uh, an HP laser jet a touch-sensitive, capacitive touchscreen on that. They can do it on bloody well anything. It works much better uh, if you do silk screening with uh, conductive ink, but you can literally print this stuff out on a laser jet. And you can turn damn well anything into a touchscreen, which will give you notifications because you're printing out a circuit as well as right. the, the, the XY for, for the display. It's pretty damn amazing, and at like 20 bucks for a print for the maximum one, this is ridiculously cheap and just a hell of a lot of fun, and I highly recommend that anyone with you know any interest in understanding how circuits work, uh, you, you want to teach your kids how circuits work, this is ridiculously rewarding, because you touch it and it turns on, you touch it and turns Ooh, off, it. Nice. but you design the entire template from That's scratch, cool. and you print it out with Microsoft Word, yeah. or you do lithography and uh, show <laughs> them how to lithography? <laughs> lithography? <laughs> or, sorry, lithography. I, silkscreen brain fart. Oh, it's not lithography. Funny. It's silkscreening. That's not how you say that word, amazing. Anyway. I highly recommend you take a look at this. And it's going Slimy. to be... Th- this will be e-paper. Because yeah. you can, yeah, literally print out a certain cool. pa- piece cool. of paper, bend it, fold it any way you want it, that's the way you want work. it. That's the way you need it. Smack it up, flip it. Um, who's next? Wait a minute. That should be Josh. Josh, what was your pick? Go. Uh, I can't remember anymore. It was something really... Ex- um, Brando. How would you feel? Wait, wait, how, how, you come, feel? How, come, hold on, hold on. how come Alan is ahead of Josh? I don't know. I just... But I was in there. Okay. You're an a-hole. Myself. That's why. Okay. All right. Let me... Okay. Now um, I know which one is yours. Is it... Is it okay. Yep. Here we go. go lots ahead. of USB ports. Oh, if I connect Holy one of crap. these to my new MacBook, I'll have all of the ports. There you go. <laughs> Just glue it to the lid of the MacBook, and you're golden. This was this was sent orgy. to me by a, a very kind individual. Uh, let me see if the I link, can find not the them. product. Right? Is that a charger? It can act as a charger. You need essentially a 750 watt power supply <laughs> that will awesome. provide enough amps. To be handle this, no, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, they recommend a sixty-watt charger. What is the practical application of this device? I mean, uh, duplicating Bitcoin flash drives, that sort of thing. Yeah, probably. Okay, so if if you were uh, <clears throat> a Chinese uh, uh, conglomerate who was upvoting apps, <laughs> this would be fantastic mm. for them and all their cell phones. There you go. Yeah, Bitcoin yeah. mining is is the key thing here. Yeah, yeah. If you want to upload Stuxnet to all of the controlled processors on a on a factory, that this is the thing work to do. That is way. this power only or is this data? Power and data, because you can up, uh, you can you could you could connect that to a computer or whatever. So if you wanted to maybe like copy a bunch of data like to thumb drives all at once, you'd need one hell of a script. You'd need... Yeah, you know what? Happily, excess is never enough. How many ports? Uh, 49. JMFR. Wait, isn't 48 the max? No, 26 is the max. Well, they could have, in like, Windows. two hub chips in there. 
No, I mean drive letters. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that really still the case? Yeah. They don't go A A B B no. C C. Oh, it's still twenty six. <laughs> Lame. How do you do? You have to be Linuxed. Yeah. Well, you need to order one and test it out. Uh, one hundred seventy five dollars. Their fault. They need to make more letters. That's true. Yeah. Yep. If we just were Chinese, we'd have all kinds of characters. <laughs> uh, okay. Excel, Excel goes much further than it used to. Uh, Alan, what do you got? I got this. Look at that awesomeness. Oh, there's too much light. No, I can see it. What is it? Is that, is that the gaming edition or the non-gaming edition? This is... It's the gaming edition. It's the gaming edition. It's K70 RGB. This is the one that does not have all the extra macro keys on it. This is the... Oh, so that makes it the non-gaming edition. Is that is right? It? No. It's... Uh, I don't know. No. This is Corsair. It's got the Corsair uh, gaming. gaming logo yeah, on yeah, yeah. it. No, it's the, yeah, it's the Corsair gaming logo. So oh, okay. uh, this, this one here is a rare beast... This is the sa- that same oh, weird uh, keyboard, right. although it's not the Corsair game. Huh? Are they? Do they actually sell that? Oh no! I disconnected. No, yeah, or something. You're here. You're, you're you got you, you way. You lost your bandwidth, but it's coming I back. I like that, but I think it's back. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, you're right. So you have a K70 RGB that's not a gaming edition. Yes. I mean, what's? I don't even understand what the difference would be, like the other logo. than a sticker. It's that logo. Yeah, it's just it's purely the logoing. But um, yeah, huh. it's like they came out with the Corsair Gaming series and that logo right at the same time as all the RGB ones. But they oh. made a small run without that logo as they were doing leading up to launch. But then they decided they wanted all of them to be the Corsair Gaming logos. But um, huh, that's cool. Just so, random little piece. Uh, so, so this thing has a piece of software you install that has all sort. Like Ken was playing around with this a couple weeks ago. There's you can script the heck out of it. Like it's complicated I mean, as hell. There's like a different mode. I just put this one into. I mean, there's a forum with people that are post. Like you can export and import whatever those changes oh, are. Right. So you don't have to necessarily do it yourself. But like there's, you know, like you can make it. So you're wavy. Hit a key and it ripples out and stuff like that. You just, the possibilities are pretty much endless with this thing if you're willing. I would say it's a 16.8 million is the possibility. Uh, is, uh, per key. Funny. Per key. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn it. How many yeah. keys are there? 104? Uh, a little something. more. The, yeah, oh, there's more than 104. So you can do all sorts of stuff. There's like macro stuff in the software. Uh, the software used to be kind of clunky, but like this recent version seems... It is available in... Pretty good. Uh, wait, no. Like there was an update. Only, is February. the RGB only available in brown and red right now? I think no. blue. Keys. I'm pretty I think sure blue you can get well. blues. Yeah. Okay, well, not on this... Because if I click on blue here, it changes it to just case. Just the blue. That's just yeah. a bad Amazon listing. Yeah. yeah, I think it's red, brown, and blue for this particular one. Okay. Um, actually, I think it's red, brown, and blue for a lot of, like pretty much all of their right. keyboards, stores, which uh, cherry switches. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it the these things are unique. Like what the thing I noticed right off the bat is that since the bases are transparent, mm-hmm. like you see the lighting effect off the edge, like you can actually see it on the screen right there. Like you're looking at the. Oh yeah. Like. On a regular, just single color backlit uh, K70, you don't get that. Like the lighting just goes Is that a positive up. or negative? I don't know. I okay. haven't really Fair. gauged that yet. It's I mean, not really distracting. So. No, not really. If you're, if you're yeah, using King it. Ken uses one on, on our edit. Every uh, video editing rig needs to have an RGB keyboard, I found. Just like you rainbow. Agree, Paul? It just yeah. needs to be rainbow. I have not tried that, but actually, that for shortcuts and everything, that would be extremely helpful. Um, well, that's I was true. Gonna, I was going to ask, have you actually looked at Corsair's PDF guide on how to program that keyboard yet? No. It's like a book. 
Yeah, it's like 200 pages. <laughs> well, yeah, like, that, that software <laughs> needs it. The software yeah. is not great. It is. To be perfectly honest. It's I, I will say right when that came out, um, my associate Kyle did a video on how to program it. It's like a 40-minute video, but he spent <laughs> a lot of time and went really in-depth. But that's on his YouTube channel, which is Awesome Sauce Network. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I will watch that video. So I'm curious to see what your what your thoughts are on it because it is an expensive product. It's it 170 dollars for a keyboard. And if you'd asked me five years ago, but wait, if people were going to spend 170 dollars on keyboards in the future, I go, you're insane. You but if you'd asked me 10 years ago if people would spend 250 dollars on a power supply, I'd say you're insane. You say it's 170, but I did. It is. Just the single color ones are not that much cheaper. Yeah, I'm not really saying RGB specifically. I'm just talking oh, about the okay. price of keyboards. I mean, you can get a like a MX Brown keyboard for around a hundred bucks. Yeah, I still so think if you would ask me, eighty dollars cheaper. That's almost half the price. If you asked me a decade ago, but like the backlit ones. Well, if you don't care that about that, if you up. don't look down at your keyboard, my keyboard's not yeah. backlit because I know how to type. What? I think a lot of people that are going to get those kind, like especially if they're any kind of gamer, they probably want some kind of backlighting. So then you're already close to the price of this. Just be better. Just, just God, be better. it's only better. 25 years ago. Can my we... mouse would only cost ninety nine dollars from CompuAd. Ninety nine dollars. Yeah, now it's na- and now it's thirty bucks. Can we can we get to our can we get to our guests pick? Let's now? go. Yeah, Paul, what do you got? Um, mine's pretty short. So I was actually going to go for the Titan X, and then I thought that would be a cop out because, like, obviously. It's the Titan X. So, yeah. yeah, this is a... Sorry, that's a Linus Tech Tips video that I, I linked you there. But this is a, oh, a Clev, Clev Memory, uh, which is actually an SK Hynix brand. So, SK Hynix is one of the major memory module manufacturer, sorry, we're, we're manufacturers. And uh, they haven't had much of a actual presence in the retail space. But Clev is their new house brand that they're coming out with, kind of like uh, Micron has yeah. Crucial, for example. Okay. Um, and uh, they, the designs on the memory, I mean, I think a lot of us will agree that memory is memory when it comes down to it, but uh, if you're looking at aesthetics, hmm. they actually have some pretty cool and unique heat sync designs yeah, um, that yeah. Luke was taking a look at. Yeah. Pretty. pretty cool, Ooh. Yeah, that is pretty. Josh oh. loves him. That's pretty sharp Look how that yeah, one's tied you, down. Yeah, <laughs> don't steal our memory. That one could grate my Parmesan like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So That's they have a few cool. different uh, series of the, series of them, like a kind of middle or, or like entry level, mid tier, and high level. A uh, couple of them, Ooh, the, the high level ones, have LEDs integrated, and then they have DDR. Th- three and your four kits available. I like that kit right there. Yeah, actually. that's that's pretty nice. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 finally the time for somebody to innovate. The one impressed me. The final one? The final DDR3 one. Is it at the very end? Where's it at? He's looking. Is it the last, that last kit with the, this one? Uh, the LEDs integrated? I like that. That yeah. looks like it's a ton it, of It's probably going to yeah. be a lot cheaper than the other ones. Oh, those. But look it's at that. still impressive. That was pretty cool. They were edge lit <laughs> in red. Yeah. yeah. Some, some cool designs. If you're doing a window build or something like that, I think it, uh, it's always nice to have different options. I like options that. I like that. That's, that's that, neat. That pattern's pretty cool. That is a yeah. good pick. Yeah. Way to go. Way to best everybody else on the show with something <laughs> that's actually it wasn't even meeting. Uh, give credit to Luke. He's the one who spotted him and, uh, and did a little video who there. Made this, who made this gif, uh, Ken? Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, I do, it's but I'm not telling. Imager. It's happened. Oh, that's going to be yeah, my it's nightmare. Public. <laughs> I think I think there needs to be another one though. For if the person is listening who made the first one, there needs to be another one with him just staring and just blinking. 
Like very still, just where like the still, blank only happens with like just, every three seconds yeah, or something like that. Yeah, just the blank, yeah. right? That thing will appear on forums all over the freaking place. That's true. It will be it will be meme like of yeah. like people well, that there, will be there's instant a meme. point at the end where you can loop the the blinking, but damn you Americans for not getting a perfectly horrible Trailer Park Boys reference. Yeah. Well. yeah sure. No, yeah, I no figured idea. it out. <laughs> I did. <laughs> After no, maybe it's not me. Just them. Maybe I didn't. All right. Uh, so that's going to be it for the show for this week, guys. Thank you, uh, Paul, for for joining us. Really loved having you on. It had some interesting insight, and I appreciate it because I'm usually stuck with these three guys. Oh, thank you very, thank you very much for having me on. I'm happy to uh, come join you guys again at a future date, maybe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, by the way, I do want to point out: is that an Agia shirt you're wearing? It is Physics by Agia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I did. This was not, and I didn't throw this on for the podcast. I threw this on earlier when I was just, I was like, I need a shirt, and and then I was wearing it. I was like, oh, about okay. Ten ago it, was, or so. it was about a month ago uh, that my wife, basically at gunpoint, forced me to go through my closet and like I threw away three full giant Bird. garbage bags full of t-shirts, and I believe there was not that one, but a different Agia t-shirt um, that I had that went that kind of went to. Uh, Goodwill and that at that gunpoint. Clean out. You were yeah. encroaching I, into I, her seven eighths of the closet. Right. I was. I was actually pretty sad about throwing away all those t-shirts that I, that <laughs> I literally. Those are probably their wear. best products, though, right? Were their t-shirts? Yeah, they, they're definitely oh. lasted the longest. Oh, Ooh, burn! No. Uh, so thanks everybody for for joining us on the live stream again. If you want to uh, hit us up next time, slash live at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And then uh, PCPro.com slash subscribe, where you can sign up for the mailing list. And PCPro.com slash podcast is where you can find our RSS files, our MP3 files, our SoundCloud embeds, uh, as well as our YouTube embeds as well. So uh, we'll see you next time. Again, thanks for joining us, Paul. And uh, I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. Josh Walbreth. I'm Alan Mamutano. See you guys. Oh, you cut off the other guy.